Hey, squaddies. Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're airing one of our most popular episodes from the past three years. We have hundreds of episodes now, and lately we've been replaying the most well-received and listened to episodes, and you all have been loving it. We're going to keep giving you what you want and give new squaddies the chance to hear past episodes without having to go digging through the archives. New episodes are still launching every other week, while classics like this are airing in between. Enjoy the show and happy Travel Tuesday. Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal, Brittany, Kim, and I'm Dana, and And we're we're the Travel Squad Podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance, and prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Welcome to episode 70 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're spicing things up a bit with some romance just in time for Valentine's Day. It's February. Valentine's Day is in 12 days. So we wanted to bring you guys amazing romantic travel idea destinations to add to your list. Now, if you're single like me, I just want to say do not count yourself out of this episode. Do not turn this episode off. Do not skip over this episode. There's still juicy content for you in this episode. And you can also always just spoil yourself with your own romantic trip. Hey, I know we're recording this just a little bit early, Zaina, but don't rule out the possibility of you falling in love before Valentine's Day. You can meet the love of your <laughs> life at one of these destinations. I mean, we know Kim met her boyfriend <laughs> in Peru, so there's a possibility that you can meet at the destination. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that I can't meet someone, but I don't think that I will choose to be exclusive with someone. Oh, okay. You don't need to be exclusive for a little romance. <laughs> can wine and dine. So some of these destinations are cliche classics and others are surprising additions. And I'm also hoping that this list inspires Jamal to plan us a romantic getaway. Ooh. You know what? Several of these places are obviously places that we've been to, Brittany. So I don't know what you're talking about. I've taken you to these places and that's how we know they're romantic. Some of them. Most Mm of them. I feel a trip being planned soon. (laughs) But none of these trips have anything to do with hiking. That's true. (laughs) So is hiking romantic or not? Not to me. (laughs) I know, but Brittany takes you hiking on your birthday every year. So that's why I'm just like, oh, there's no hiking in this. It sounds like that's your guys' form of romance. Well, February is all about romance. So we're gearing this towards people who like to be snow bunnies. I feel a lot of these locations (laughs) here are actually in the snow. So let's get into this list. And so everyone can see what we're talking about. So all of these places really do capture that essence of romance. And yes, Valentine's Day is just around the corner, but these places are romantic all year round. So we know that some of these places may not be accessible because of the times or because of where you're living or your situation, but just keep them in mind because they're going to be romantic today They're going to be romantic tomorrow, and they're going to be romantic in 10 years. Absolutely. 
So number one on our list is Paris, France. This is one of those classic cliches we were talking about. How can we make a list of romantic travel destinations without including Paris, France? You can have a picnic under the Eiffel Tower with pastries, macaroons, a charcuterie board. Feeding each other. Wine. Oh, you can feed each other, Kim. That's a great idea. (laughs) And you can do this during the day. And you can also visit the Eiffel Tower at night because at night the Eiffel Tower lights up and it has so many twinkling lights, like 20,000 twinkling lights. And there's like a light show on the Eiffel Tower and it's so beautiful. Sounds romantic. Bonus points if you hold your lover's hands and skip together while gazing lovingly into each other's eyes on the lawn there under the Eiffel Tower. Brittany and I did that. (laughs) We had the picnic, the charcuterie, the wine. Feeding each other? Fed her something. (laughs) (laughs) But no, beyond just even the Eiffel Tower portion of things of Paris, it's a romantic destination. The French language people find to be so romantic. You can take beautiful strolls along the Seine River and see the classic French architecture that they have. There's so much more to do. And you can go to the bridge. I forgot what it's called, but, you know, rest in peace a little bit to the Notre Dame Cathedral. Uh, Obviously, we know what happened to it but they had that bridge that crosses the river where everyone puts the locks and if you interlock the lock together and you guys are the only ones that have the key and then you throw it into the river it's locked there forever i'm totally butchering the whole purpose of that but no one's familiar with that yeah i know exactly what you're talking about i think that they forbid you to put locks on the bridge though because it was so heavy that it was starting to weigh down it is but you know maybe they've reinforced it since then or find a new bridge in paris to do it on (laughs) is that bridge still there It is still there. When Brittany and I were there, they put up the plastic partitions that didn't allow you to put on the lock. So in some areas, but there were still people selling locks and keys like at the entrances of the bridge. I know someone who had gone to Paris a little bit before, didn't go on a romantic getaway. She went on a girl's trip and all of them as friends put on like a little love lock. And I was literally trying to find it on there and I was unsuccessful in doing so. I do know the French government did cut some of them off to alleviate the weight. So maybe hers was one of the ones that got cut off. But find another bridge. I've seen other cities throughout Europe that have had bridges like that. So you can make it the tradition in France where it started. Beautiful. Sounds beautiful. It's actually one of my top dreams to go on a romantic trip to Paris. I want to have the baguette with the brie and the Eiffel Tower and the whole thing. That sounds amazing. It is. I can't wait for you to go and try it out. So question for you guys. Bonus points. Who knows how to say I love you in French? Please tell us. Je t'aime. Ooh. All right, guys, this next one, number two, I have been dying to share. Okay, I am known for always talking about Cyprus to the squad. I love Cyprus. I've been several times. It's a tiny little island in the Mediterranean. And so I, of course, put Petra to Romeo Cyprus on here. Of course you did. Absolutely. Anything that I can do to talk about Cyprus and further convince the squad to take a squad trip to Cyprus. You know what you always tell me about Cyprus? What? It's Aphrodite's birthplace. It is. I even have a mug at home at my parents' house that has a map of Cyprus on the mug and it says Aphrodite's birthplace. Mm. And aren't you supposed to swim around a rock or something like that? Tell us about it. Well... 
Petra to Romeo is the place where Aphrodite was born. She was said to have emerged amongst the sea foam. Basically, Petra to Romeo is a beach and there's a huge rock out there in the sea. And that's where she was said to have emerged from. And if you swim around her rock on a full moon, it's supposed to take away one year of aging for every lap that you swim. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to get eternal beauty. These, of course, are urban legends. We aren't encouraging anyone to make those laps. I can tell you what, if we go as a squad, I'm definitely lapping around that rock. Right. That's what I'm saying. I've always (laughs) wanted to. I have not done it. But on your way down there, they do have a whole bunch of bushes. And so since Aphrodite is the goddess of love, she's the goddess of fertility. If you tie a ribbon around any of her branches, it's said to be that you're asking for her help in finding love, maintaining love, or with fertility. And so I did tie a string around her branches years ago, I think when I was 23 years old. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I think it got blown off. I don't think I tied it too tight. Is that what happened to it? <laughs> no, I'm just Is that kidding. why it's not working currently? <laughs> well, I'm not really trying anything right now. Hey, no. like but... I said, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. <laughs> don't give up hope yet. Boom. So anyways, I absolutely love it. It's located off the shore along the main road between Paphos and Limassol, two big towns. It's about 22 miles from Paphos. It's a huge city there in southwestern Cyprus. So you're really just kind of passing there. There's no place to stay. But it is a beach. You can get there and watch the beautiful sunrise. You can watch the beautiful sunset. The colors are incredible because you're on an island in the Mediterranean Sea looking out to forever. It is a little bit crowded during the summer months. It's better to go during the off seasons. But whenever you go, it really is always the perfect time. Okay, so bonus points for you guys. Cyprus is an island that speaks Greek. So how do you say I love you in Greek? Tell us. Sagapol. Sagapol. Not a pole. Po. Sagapol. Sagapol. Yeah, I like it. I want to add another place on our list. This one's going U.S. domestic, coming back home all the way from Cyprus. This is a place I know all of us have been to. I've definitely been on a romantic trip here, both in winter and summer. This is Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Love it. I love Lake Tahoe too. It's so nostalgic for me for many reasons. We talk all about it in episode 66. We have a whole episode dedicated to it. It's two hours from all of our hometown in central California. So all of us have been to Tahoe many times. But what I really love about it is just the whole ambiance that is Lake Tahoe. It was going to be a national park. It wasn't for many reasons, but just picture that in mind when you're thinking of the scenic beauty of the area. High alpine lake, beautiful snow skiing, or even during the summer when there's no snow, just time out on the lake. But imagine getting yourself a cabin in winter in the snow, locked up there with the person you love, the person you're with, and just watching the snow fall out the window in the beautiful forest out in Lake Tahoe. It's absolutely amazing. While you have a warm cup of hot cocoa in your hand. Mm. Exactly. I love seeing snow fall onto trees when they're just dusted with snow. It's just so beautiful and magical. And can you just imagine if you go outside and there might be even a hot tub on the porch for you to enjoy while it's snowing outside? That would be so romantic. And it's the best time too because the bears are all snoozing. 
Can you even imagine a bearskin rug in front of the fireplace? <laughs> in front of a roaring fire. In front of a roaring fire. <laughs> Sounds like a fantasy of yours, Brittany. Might be. <laughs> I have so many memories of romantic getaways and experiences here in Tahoe. I had one. I was seeing this guy and we got breakfast sandwiches somewhere to go. We went to the lake and sat on these picnic benches that they had just around the lake. It was, I think, November. So it was cold. There was snow around, but it wasn't covered in snow everywhere. But it was just like the morning. It was quiet. There was no one around. It was just us two having breakfast, looking out into the lake. It was so romantic. That sounds romantic. Bonus points if you want an even more romantic dinner with amazing views of the lake. Lake Tahoe does straddle the border between California and Nevada. And on the Nevada side, on the 18th floor of the Harris Hotel and Casino, they have the amazing Friday Station restaurant. The top floor is all glass windows, so you can see high up, amazing views out onto the lake. Nice steak dinner, really romantic ambiance in that. You know what else is really romantic about Lake Tahoe? What? Take a step outside of your cabin and take a deep breath in. Do you smell that? That sweet alpine pine air. That's exactly what I smell too. Oh my God. (laughs) So taking us all the way from the West Coast of the United States to Italy, we're going to go to Venice specifically. And we've all been to Venice, have we not? I have not. Oh, three out of the four of us have been to Venice. I've been to Rome twice, but I have not been to Venice. Well, Zaina, maybe this is where you're going to meet your Italian stud here in Italian Venice. Italian stallion. I know. I was about to say Italian stud. It's an Italian <laughs> stallion. She's going to get a lot of Italian beef in Venice. <laughs> you know how I feel about Italian beef. Venice is definitely a cliche classic, but I have been there on a couple's trip and it was romantic. You cannot deny the romance in the air there. You guys went on a a couple's trip as well, right? We did. Absolutely. And we didn't do a gondola ride, but I can imagine if you are going through the canals on a gondola ride, having the person rowing the gondola singing to you, how romantic that would be. Or just wandering through the small little alleyways and corridors and getting lost in those streets together. We did that while eating gelato, holding hands, walking the canals, getting lost. And that was just a nice afternoon getaway. I really want to be singing some kind of Italian opera song right now in the background as ambiance <laughs> like I'm quite impressed with what you just pulled out right now but Brittany was saying it was nice and romantic just eating our gelato while we were walking the streets imagine eating the gelato in the gondola being serenaded to just equally romantic wait, wait how about eating that gelato having it drip down your cheek and your partner lovingly reaches across and wipes it off your face licks his finger and then gives you a kiss or just licks your face like that Cuba <laughs> cave guy. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Why not just lick it right off my face? <laughs> really set that on. Start a love session in the gondola. I, wh- I remember being in Venice. Nice. Nice background music. <laughs> I remember being in Venice and just sitting at a small little bistro table with wine and some assorted. What is that toast with the tomatoes? Bruschetta? Bruschetta, yes. All different kinds of like delicious bruschetta and wine right along the canals while the gondolas with the romantic couples were floating by. But I just got to see one after another and just experience that whole vibe. That's like romance to a T. It really was. I can't say it enough. Again, like you said, Kim, it is a cliche classic. It is on here for a reason. 
and a not-to-be-missed European romantic travel destination. That is for sure. So, you know, I have to ask, who knows how to say I love you in Italian? <laughs> you tell us, Anna. Amor? <laughs> ah, close. Ti amo. Hmm, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So number five on our list is one of my personal favorites. It's Coronado in San Diego. And this is one of my favorite romantic destinations because it's actually the place that Jamal and I got married. But it just has soft, clean white sand and the beach just stretches for miles and miles. And then you have the classic Hotel Del Coronado, which is Victorian architecture. And it's always in sight and it's just a beautiful backdrop. It's a gorgeous place to watch the sunset. Or Jamal and I used to go there to do some fine dining watching the ocean. Yeah, I mean, I love Coronado. And you said Coronado's in San Diego. Actually, Coronado is in Coronado. It's its own city. That's true. (laughs) And San Diego is on the side end of it. But it's absolutely amazing. As Brittany was saying, it has the famous Hotel Del Coronado with that classic Victorian architecture. And that is really what gives you that whole romantic ambiance. It's just the classic architecture. You may even feel like you're in Europe yet on a beach. So I don't want to give the impression like it's a European city, but it just gives that classical romantic feel to it. And they have several restaurants that are along the beachfront. And it's so, so amazing. And one of the very reasons why Brittany and I got married on the beaches of Hotel Del Coronado. You know, what's so crazy about Hotel Del Coronado is they say that it's haunted. So what makes something even more romantic is as you're cuddling in bed in case there's a In case there's a ghost. In case there's a ghost, you just jump into your lover's arms and uh, have him protect you from uh, Casper. Jamal and I actually stayed in Hotel Del Coronado on our wedding night, and he didn't realize that the lights in the bathroom were automatic, and we had the lights on in the bathroom, and all of a sudden, they just shut off, and he was like, oh my God, this place is fucking haunted. (laughs) Well, it is haunted. They have numerous documented cases of things happening but this isn't about that we're talking about love and romance but i just want to throw out how iconic the hotel dell is tons of celebrities have stayed there ranging all the way back from the days of marilyn monroe you've actually had british royalty stay here all the presidents when they come to visit san diego have stayed here so iconic in that did obama stay there i don't know if when he came to san diego he did or not, but tons of presidents have stayed there all throughout the 20th century. But what I really like about the Hotel Del too is they do allow fires on the beach, which not a lot of beaches do. And how nice the beaches are in Coronado too, that also surprises me because really nice beaches more often than not, I feel like don't allow the bonfires. So imagine just sitting, watching a sunset, having that glass of wine in hand with your loved one. How romantic is that? That is super romantic. And, you know, even if you aren't there to go on the beach or stay at the hotel, you can walk the town or even bike ride the town. I always see people on their cruisers just cruising along through the city, going about, and it just looks like a really nice morning there. I was going to say that too. Long walks on the beach. Hello. You're talking romance right there. And Coronado is the perfect one. Beautiful sand. Oh my gosh. It's so soft on your feet. I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. One time, Brittany and I found a secluded corner on that beach, and we hid from people and did the unmentionable. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That didn't happen. Okay. But just going with that ambiance, we'll probably cut that. (laughs) No, leave it in. I mean, you got to put the coordinates in the show notes for the listeners. (laughs) 
<laughs> Careful though, because people up there at uh, Cabrillo Monument might be able to look down and see you guys. Or the Navy just offshore <laughs> spying on you. <laughs> Freaky sailors. <laughs> I think we've spent a little bit too much time in the U.S. for this episode. Let's go back international. I know the next one on our list we have is Chamonix, France. And this is one that Jamal never stopped talking about. So as Zaina never stops talking about Cyprus, I can never stop talking about Chamonix, France. So we're going back to France, but this time instead of being in Paris, we're going to take you to the French Alps, the beautiful city of Chamonix. It's nestled at the foot of Mont Blanc, which is the tallest mountain in the Alps. And it's such a quaint Alpine city. Think of it almost as the European version of Vale or Aspen or one of those go-to mountain towns for winter here in the United States. This is the European version of that. So you get that European romance, that European village. You can have more French food and wine. And then my favorite thing of all, when Brittany and I were there, it actually did happen to be winter. We were there for New Year's and there was nothing more romantic than being out in the French Alps in a snowstorm, being cold and coming back to the room warm and cuddling up with your loved one and even going into the spa at our hotel. Brittany, you remember that? Mm -hmm. I loved it. It had a beautiful, it was inside because obviously it's cold out there. But it was glass windows and we were just in the spa watching the snow fall on the outside with the mountains as the backdrop. It was so, so beautiful, so romantic. It's just like one of the most cliche things where you see like a swimming pool with the glass cover. And you get to see the snow fall in the background. And it was one of my favorite places that we've been. And it was just so romantic. Jamal said we haven't been for Valentine's Day, but we did go for New Year's Eve one year. And we had a, I want to say like a 15 course meal at the hotel. Whoa. And with champagne mm. and a whole bunch of French food. We just felt so wined and dined and so romantic. We got to cuddle up because it was just so cold outside. I was my true snow bunny. The mountains are just dusted with snow. And we also got to take the gondola ride. What was the mountain? Mont Blanc? The top of Mont Blanc, yes. To the top of Mont Blanc. It's over 10,000 feet in elevation, but it just has gorgeous panoramic views. You can see the French Alps, the Swiss Alps, the Italian Alps. Mm, all I mean, the Alps. Mount Blanc is literally the border between Italy and France. So when you're on there, you're looking into Italy. If you're actually skiing or snowboarding, you can snowboard from within France into Italy. And when you're on there, you can see into Switzerland. If it's a clear day, you can actually see the tip of the Matterhorn. That's how amazing it is up there. Sounds beautiful. And anytime there's cold weather and a need for cuddling, that's romantic right there. Absolutely. And in the French Alps, how does it get more romantic than that? I mean, Chamonix is really one of my favorite travel destination places ever and definitely romantic. Did you and Brittany also find a secret little spot in this trip? <laughs> We did not, no. The secret spot was our hotel. It was too cold to do anything else. Let's Body put it that warmth. way. Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's a little too cold for even my comfort out there. But other than the gondola rides, this is a great place for helicopter tours, paragliding in the summer, and hot air balloons. So it is a place to not be missed, and it is so romantic no matter what season you visit in. Hey squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. 
One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon-lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy-free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TRAVELSQUADPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies. Let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you, so all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. Flying back halfway across the world, we're going to land ourselves in Bacalar, Mexico. So this is a super, super quaint little town located in Quintana Roo, which is right below Tulum. Most people know Tulum. So this is another city pretty much just like it. It has a whole bunch of cenotes, which are... Um, what are cenotes? How do you describe They're those? They're like underground cave swimming holes. Mm-hmm. Fresh water too. And really blue and turquoise and beautiful. Like you will feel romantic while looking at one of those with your lover. In Bacalar specifically, they're famous for its lake of seven colors. I've actually seen pictures and you talk about this place often. This is one of those Cypress places to you. But I've heard from other people that the waters are just so gorgeous, turquoise, beautiful sand that it's also not as populated as Tulum. So you can have a little more privacy with your lover. Privacy and intimacy, right? (laughs) And correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you're on the beautiful coast of Gulf of Mexico here, the Caribbean area, and then you get into the jungle. So you're like beach on the jungle kind of atmosphere. Am I correct? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's too much jungle, but it's definitely not like beach beach, right? It's tropical. Let's but maybe not jungle, but that may have been the bad it's word. It's Caribbean. Exactly. It's right. in the Caribbean, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you're right, Kim, because, you know, most people go to Tulum, most people go to Cancun, and like those are jacked up prices for tourism. That's fine, right? So when you go to Bacalar, it's still a little bit undiscovered. So I just remember when I was there, it was dirt cheap 
prices. Like it was so crazy. And it's just as beautiful as all the other locations. And you pretty much have it all to yourself. So there's hotels along the water. There's little huts along the water as well. You can take a catamaran on the lakes. It's just really such a beautiful place to be and so secluded. Like the majority of the people there are locals. That's definitely a place I want to visit. I mean, it's high on my list for us to go as a squad. I mean, you were in Tulum. I know it was a short trip, Kim, but maybe when you go back and visit your family, well, obviously we should do it as a squad. I say that, even though we're talking romance. (laughs) However, if you go back and visit your family, you could just take a short little drive down there. You know, that's a good point. But that family actually moved shortly after my visit there, which is why I'm so thankful and grateful that I took that extension of that trip to go visit them and get to see Tulum. But yeah, short trip, we didn't get to see this. So I won't go back for family, but I will be going back for romantic trip. There you go. Mm. All right. Number eight on our list is one that I'm really, really excited to share This is Koh Samui in Thailand. It's not exactly an island. It's actually connected to land, but it's coastal. So it feels like an island. It's very tropical. It has those picturesque Thai boats that you can get inside of one with your partner and go for a cruise, a romantic Thai cruise. Really cute. It has just gorgeous turquoise waters. It's really warm water. So you can go out and swim together. It also has quite a bit of culture. Um, A lot of the southern islands in Thailand don't have a lot of the temples and Thai culture that the northern parts do, but this is one of the exceptions. And they have just beautiful temples, Thai temples and different statues you can go look at and experience the culture there. But I think the biggest draw that I liked when I was there is the beaches. The beaches are just gorgeous and they have these tables that they can set up for you. There's a lot of people in restaurants that line the coast. And so they'll set up these tables for two with like white tablecloth, candles, right where the water is touching the sand. So you're like right up in it. Oh, wow. That's really nice. Private dinner for two. And you're in Thailand. So your money, US money is about three to one. So you're getting this beautiful romantic experience for two for a third of the price that you'd be paying for it here. That's amazing. That's why I love traveling is because you can go to so many other places in the world and get such romantic and all out luxurious luxurious dinners for two for a fraction of the price you're going to pay here. Nothing says I love you like fucking them hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's so true. You know, Thailand is high on all of our lists to go to. Why we haven't been other than you, Kim, I do not know. But as you're describing it to me, it reminds me of other Southeast Asian countries that I've actually been to. And it has that type of beach feel and romance ambiance to it with the seclusion, the moderate prices. And so I can imagine Thailand is that on another level. Yeah, you can definitely get like a romantic, almost like a tree house for you and your lover to be like put away in. They also have a lot of massages there, Thai massages or oil massages. You can get a couple's massage. A couple's massage. Again, super cheap. So this is definitely of our list, like the place I would recommend. You had a very interesting massage in Thailand. Mm-hmm. that was in Koh but yes it was a lady boy and I you know they they have to get into certain scissoring positions to really get up in there so (laughs) and if that's the kind of massage that says romance to you then Thailand has that did it say romance to you Kim (laughs) um no, actually, it didn't. They didn't wine and dine you first. Is that I the problem? I was a little hungover, so I think that was the problem. 
So now we're going back to Europe. We're going to Salzburg, Austria. And this is where the Sound of Music was filmed. And you can go to Salzburg, stroll around the Maribel Palace and Gardens, which is absolutely beautiful. And just imagine that you are in the Sound of Music. Well, even if you're not a Sound of Music fan or a musical movie fan for that matter, it just has that quaint European charm that just exudes romance, number one. And the Mirabel Palace and Gardens, just imagine being in gardens and topiaries anywhere in the world, even here in the United States, are so beautiful, that's romantic. Just set it on a European architecture backdrop. And it just, to me, you know, obviously being American, that exudes romance to me and so beautiful. They also have one of those lover's bridges that we talked about that they had in Paris, France. So you can leave your love lock attached to the bridges out there. They have a very famous one as well. And one of the world's most famous composers, Mozart, was born in Salzburg. So they're all about Mozart over there. And nothing says romance quite like going to see a Mozart concert. He is not conducting it. I can tell you that. (laughs) But they are playing his tunes. And that is so romantic to do. And that's actually one of my regrets on going on this vacation. Jamal and I took a trip to Salzburg, Austria on our honeymoon and we went around Christmas time and there was an option to add on the Mozart dinner concert and we did not. And I wish we had because everyone that went from our group absolutely enjoyed it and came back so thrilled. It was a really good dinner, they said, and beautiful classic music. And if we go back, I'm definitely going to do the Mozart concert. You said around Christmas. You are very wrong. We were in Salzburg on on Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Okay, so wait, why did you guys say no? You know, when we were in Salzburg, it wasn't, oh, we're just going to Salzburg. We did a Danube river cruise and Salzburg happened to be one of the cities that we stopped on. It was on Christmas. So they did have that as an add on. And I think we thought to ourselves, we just wanted to explore the city on our own, which we did. And it was great. Had we had more time and they were doing it another location, we probably would have gone to the concert, but we did not. So it's one of those things in hindsight regret. And so like Jamal said, we did visit it on Christmas and we got to enjoy the traditional European Christmas markets and we got to stroll it for its amazing food, desserts and gifts that are all created by the locals there. So it was a really good trip and it was just so quaint, able to walk to all the little shops in a row. I would definitely recommend it. It's like a little European village city. Even though Salzburg is a big city, it still has that localized small vibe, which I really like and adds to the romance and ambiance too. But real quick, speaking about Mozart, we can't not mention the Mozart Cafe or Cafe Mozart, I should say. And... I'm only bringing this up because there's one thing that Brittany loves about this place that we had and she can't ever stop talking about it sometimes when we talk about sweets and desserts. And why don't you tell everyone what that is, Brittany? They were these apricot dumplings and my gosh, they were just these like little pieces of dough filled with warm apricot filling that just like gushed out in your mouth and it was so flavorful and delicious. Jamal and I ordered a plate and we're like, damn, should we get another? A plate? When it's they say a plate, it was like out as an appetizer of four, four dumplings. So it's not anything too huge. But just even having a nice dessert and coffee is romantic to do in and of itself. And that's one of the things that I really like about Europe is they take their time and take things slow. 
and you can put yourself in that and just enjoy the moment of going out and it's not even a full meal having you know dessert coffee they're all about that for the leisure and that's romantic in and of itself Mm -hmm. i feel like i love the dessert and the mini coffee in europe i love that i love it too amazing apricot dumplings at cafe mozart so when you're in salzburg do check it out All right, guys. So I looked it up and I see that Salzburg or even Austria in general, their main language is German. So you know what my next question is? How do you say I love you in German? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to ask. I don't know the answer. Anyone? Nope. Nope. Ich lieb dich. Ich lieb dich. I do apologize if I've butchered it. I got it from Google Translate. I know that that is I love you. I just don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Well, we should ask our German friends, Tade and Lena, who hiked the Inca Trail with us. Maybe they can confirm if we have the accent and pronunciation correct. (laughs) There you go. Ich lieb dich. Yeah, by the way, please reach out to us if it is wrong. We've had some listeners DM us to correct us on a couple of things, but we appreciate that. Keep us honest. All right, number 10 is one that I'm recommending, and this is Chicago, Illinois, right here in the U.S. This is maybe not a place you would think of right away when thinking of romantic destinations, but I absolutely do think it is. We went there as a squad. That's the only time I've been there, but I was just getting the romantic vibes because of all the hot guys, all the beards (laughs) and flannels. Oh, my God. I was rocking my beard in a flannel cam. Are you talking about me right now or what? Well, I mean, maybe. we speak now. Brittany's here. We can just air it out. It's Valentine's Day. Or maybe you should move to Chicago. But I'm going to have to double down with Kim on that one. There are a lot of good looking men in Chicago and it's a city filled with Italian beef. Yes. Mm. Well, minus the good looking men that are out there. In flannel. In flannel. There are more reasons than that that make Chicago a romantic place. One of them is actually just walking the downtown area. They have a waterfront that you can walk on and stroll and you're feeling like an ant amongst the tall skyscrapers that they have out there. And it's so romantic. And when we were there, it was October. It was starting to get that brisk autumn chill. And it was- cuddle weather. Yeah, and I was gonna say, even when we were walking along the river promenade and holding hands, Brittany, just even that was romantic, even though we had the other two members of the squad. I just felt the romance. The river walk is very romantic, very pretty, picturesque. I can see people getting proposed to in that walk all the time. That then walking to Millennium Park and on Navy Pier. Chicago is a really walkable city, at least when you're in the downtown areas. Uh, It may take a while to get from one place to the other, but it is walkable. And so that's fun to do. I can imagine you, Kim, getting proposed to at one of these rooftop bars (laughs) overlooking the river. So, Louie, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they have so many rooftop bars with beautiful views. Like, that's romantic. Having a cocktail with your lover up there. Maybe it is a little chilly, so you're all bundled up. Maybe there's a fire. Maybe there's a complimentary blanket that you don't steal because it's not from the airplane. (laughs) (laughs) And Chicago is known to have a lot of gourmet restaurants to try out. Jamal and I actually wanted to go there in 2020 for our anniversary. However, because of COVID, they weren't allowing us to go visit the city of Chicago and the restaurant we wanted to go to was shut down. But I hear Chicago has lots of gourmet restaurants to try out and I definitely want to go back to hit up the food scene. You know, I've always considered moving to Chicago, but I always felt like it might just be a little bit too cold for me. Cold to live, not too cold to visit for a romantic destination. That is true. Get yourself some gloves. You'll be good. 
Yeah. You know what? I've been pushing Brittany to watch The Princess Switch on Netflix, and she has finally watched it. And the setting begins in Chicago, Illinois. And I love the beginning because all you see is just snow covering the downtown area, the bridges. Snow is beautiful. It really is. It's like the perfect picturesque scene before they actually start the movie. And it just makes me think, oh, man. I wish I wasn't so afraid of the cold because that would be a perfect place to be. So I'm going to throw a curveball on the love in Chicago. Okay. If you guys are sports fans or anyone's a sports fan, what better place to go than Wrigley Field with your loved one? Now, people don't maybe don't <laughs> consider sports to be romantic, but let me tell you something. If you are baseball fans, that classic ballpark, the ambiance, being out in Wrigleyville right there, some people could find that romantic. And believe me, I'm sure there's a lot of people having that train of thought. I would say so. I think it's super cute to go as a couple and watch a game together, get hot dogs and get a beer together. Before you guys started watching The Bachelor, Bachelorette, I forgot which season. I, I'm thinking, I think it was Ben's season. Anyways, they went to Chicago and he took a girl to Wrigley Field and they sat in the field all by themselves. It was super romantic. Ooh, my dream is to have come up on the screen. Will you marry me? And then the camera shoots to us and it's the kiss cam. And then, ah, oh, yes. And then fireworks go off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the second way can get proposed to in Chicago. Second marriage. <laughs> so now we're going to take you back to Europe for our final destination. It is Blood, Slovenia. And you might not think of Slovenia as a romantic place, but Blood is so beautiful. And what I really loved about Blood was that it's right all along a lake. And our hotel that we stayed at, which was the Park Hotel, they had a restaurant right along the lakefront and they had their authentic blood cream cake. And we went to enjoy it at night and got views of the blood castle lit up on the cliff's edge. We also went to the castle and was able to get beautiful, beautiful views of the lake below. And in the middle of the lake, there is a church that you can see. And it just looks just so quaint and European. And it's just such a beautiful place to be. Yeah, and I really loved it. You know, you talked about getting the cake. You forgot to mention the coffee aspect, too, with it at night. And so I, I'm a sucker for coffee and dessert. That it screams romance to me. So that's the reason why I'm re-mentioning that. But yeah, you just see the beautiful castle up along the hill. But the church, to me, on the island in the middle of the lake is what really makes it so romantic. It's just this picturesque, European-looking church out there. There's a story that goes behind it. The church is called the Church of Mary the Queen, and there are 99 steps up from the shore of the island up to the church. And if you ring the bell of the bell tower, it's said to have your wishes come true. So lots of people will go there to get married and actually wish for a happy life with their spouse. Well, not only that, they go there to get married, and then the tradition is for the groom to carry the bride up all 99 steps, nice. and then they ring the bell together to wish. And you didn't even mention the best part is the only way to get to the island with the church is to get there by taking a boat ride. And so it's just this romantic boat ride on the lake to even get to the island with the church on it. But these aren't boats like we're thinking of. These are called plenta boats. And so just imagine like a little wooden boat. It's a romantic boat. It doesn't have, you know, an engine associated with it. So it has that type of slow, steady vibe to it. And you're sailing across the lake and 
when we were doing that, it was just so serene and picturesque. It was early morning. There was some low mist and cloud cover just rising off of the lake. You're looking at the green mountains beside you coming across this beautiful European church. And it was really romantic. Zena, I'm going to challenge you to go to Blood Slovenia because the guy that is manning the planta, the boat, he is just rowing it with his muscles. Rowing it. Just rowing it. He's really, ripped. He does, is ripped. Does he have a manly lumberjack style beard? He does. With flannel? Yes. Oh my God. I'm He's just after in love. rowing you across the lake, he might pick you up and take you up those 99 steps. And you guys can <laughs> ring the bell of wishes together. I would love for him to pick me up, throw me over his shoulders, spank my bum, and run up those stairs <laughs> you may <laughs> you may and then you guys can have dinner at the blood castle enjoying views of the lake below and the view from the top is absolutely gorgeous from the blood castle down onto the lake and i forgot to mention too that you can actually take a beautiful stroll around the lake the lake is not very large so you can walk around it relatively quickly in about an hour or you can be a little bit more romantic and take a beautiful carriage ride around the lake. We did not take a carriage ride. It's one of those things where in the moment it looked intriguing, but it didn't really scream to us to actually do it. And then you come back home and leave the trip and realize, oh, I should have done it. And so when we were there, we weren't even thinking about it. But now in hindsight, it's like it should have been done. Like when we were in Mexico and we didn't uh, order a song from the mariachi. It's a major regret. (laughs) Except the difference was we were thinking about it in that moment and just decided not to do it. This one was in like clarity hindsight, should have done it. And it wasn't even on our mind when we were there. Yeah. Well, I've got a very hard question for you guys. How do you say I love you in Slovenian? No clue. Okay. I'm really hoping that I'm going to pronounce this correctly, but it is Lejubim Te. Lejubim Te? Yes. Lejubente. Lejubente. I like that. It's cute. Hopefully we're saying it right. I know. Again, you know, like Kim said, if if you're listening to us and you do speak Slovenian and you're like, whoa, that was way <laughs> off. Anyways, let us know. We want to know. We want to learn. Any final thoughts about the romantic destinations we've mentioned so far? I'm sure people are hearing this and thinking to themselves, we left off a lot of places that are romantic. And probably so. We did highlight few that were, again, those classic cliches and some of them that are on the offbeaten path that we think are just underrated. But all of these places that we've listed, we have actually been to. So we wanted to list places that we have been to specifically. I have a question for you guys. Hmm. So even though we've been to every single one of these places, not each of us have been to every single one of those places. Correct. So... Out of everything on the list, what's the one place that you haven't been to that you are like number one on the list? For me, I'm going to go with Bacalar. It's not Cyprus? It's not Cyprus. You keep selling up Cyprus, Sena, and I have no doubt about it. Just for whatever reason, it's not high on my travel radar. Well, you know what? I put Bacalar on the list, so I'm very happy to hear that it's Yes, I, I wanted to choose one that you did. Sena, <laughs> Cyprus is my choice. Thank Cyprus you, is also my choice, Sena. Thank you, guys. Ooh, you Thank what about you your choice? Um, okay, so I would say Chamonix, Salzburg. I'm going to go with Blood Slovenia. Nice choice. For the guy that's going to carry me up the 99 stairs. <laughs> you want it for the guy will. in the flannel. <laughs> there you go. No, but really, even without him, I still think it would be Blood Slovenia. All right, guys. Well, that is all of our romantic destinations. But we do have a couple of questions of the week. 
So our first question is from William from Arkansas. And he asks, what's a place you want to take a romantic trip to that you haven't already listed? I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably going to be Santorini, Greece. Mm, I would love to go there. I think Greece in general is just a pretty romantic place. Can you just imagine like all of the white buildings and the blue coast? Yeah, the blue coast. It's it would just be so perfect. Well, I'm glad he actually asked this question because it touched on what I said earlier about these are places that we've been. So a romantic place that I really want to go that I have not been yet. And this goes back to you then, Brittany. Where am I planning on taking you that's romantic? Well, the Maldives. The Maldives. How did you know that was going to be my answer, Brittany? Because you always talk about going to the Maldives. Well, I want to go to the Maldives. Imagine us being in an overwater bungalow, just waking up in the morning to watch the sunrise, be able to watch the sunset. I mean, we're on a bungalow over the water, so I could see the sunrise and sunset in any direction, just waking up, going for a swim beautiful clear waters how romantic is that gonna be sounds so romantic that's the trip that you get from me Brittany. (laughs) maldives is what i was gonna say too like i really really want to go to maldives it's crazy just to even get there you know because it's such a tiny little island you have Mm -hmm. to take a tiny little plane to a tiny little airport and then you take a boat and then you go to a bungalow and then there's nothing to do but relax and make love sweet sweet love. seriously yeah and that's a half the romance not even just the setting is the fact that there's nothing to do except spend time with the person that you're there with right so that again exudes the romance it sounds beautiful another beautiful place i would love to go is the Amalfi coast in italy Pozzitano being out there on the boats just soaking up the summer sun having oh what is that called when they have the drink and the snacks before dinner Aperitif. Uh, aperitivo, yes. An aperitif, yes. Uh, just a nice little cocktail every day, midday. Sounds beautiful. My sister went to the Amalfi Coast for her honeymoon and she highly recommends it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to go. So our second question of the week is from Charlotte from Buffalo, New York. And she asks, what's a romantic activity that you haven't done, but you want to do on a trip? Easy answer for me, I'd have to say going on a hot air balloon ride. That wouldn't be the first one that came to my mind, Brittany, as an answer. But now that you say that, I'm going to agree with you. And I'm going to tell you why. Our favorite squad tour company, Gate One, has a trip to Tanzania to do a safari out on the Serengeti, which is very, very high on my to-do travel bucket list here. And I remember looking at one of their tours and one of their add-on options was a morning hot air balloon ride on the Serengeti. Imagine taking a hot air balloon, looking over the Serengeti plains of Africa, watching the sunrise, looking at the giraffe grazing below, maybe seeing a lion attack something for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> so romantic. It, well, you know, the, the hunting part isn't necessarily romantic, but the ambiance of watching the sunrise over the Serengeti uh, on a hot air balloon, tell me how that is not romantic. Hot air balloon, very romantic. Yes. yes. I don't know. Um, you know what? I think that I have done absolutely a lot. And so I think it would just be really romantic to be someplace with someone because for all the traveling that I've done, I've never actually traveled with a romantic partner. That's nice. I would like to do, you know, those like Instagram pictures you see of like in a big personal jacuzzi tub or your own private pool with like beautiful flowers floating in it. And it's looking out in this beautiful picture I've seen. Maybe it's like an infinity pool kind of mm-hmm. set up. Like maybe somewhere in Bali. Yeah, like Bali and then a big floating thing of food where you're just like enjoying it together in your private little area with beautiful scenery. 
that's what I want to do. That's a really solid choice there, Kim. <laughs> Actually, you have me sold on it right now. I'm just depicting <laughs> the Instagram picture in my mind. Yes. It's living dangerously because you're not supposed to swim after you eat for 30 minutes. Oh, I know. They, they, well, they're not really <laughs> eating. These are snacks. Oh, my God. I'm not <laughs> I know you're not. I know. I'm joking. Dana's such a danger ninja. <laughs> I know, right? I wait 15 minutes, not 30. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's what we have for you this week. Hope you spice it up with your lover. Keep the adventures going with us on social media. Be sure to follow us at Travel Squad Podcast, Instagram, YouTube. Tag us in your trips and let us know where you're going with your lovers. And if you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please make sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, guys, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.